Hey mamas, welcome back to the show. I am really excited about this episode. I interviewed my friend Monique Gaffney. You've heard me speak about her before on the podcast and I am so excited that she shared some space with me. So let me tell you a little bit about Monique. Monique has nearly a decade of experience in direct sales and nearly two decades in sales, business development, and leadership, but none of that has anything on her true gifts and talents. As a divine conduit and connector, Monique's mission and purpose here on earth is to activate as many women as she can with her words and energy to be empowered to heal their wounds, remember who they are, and fearlessly serve the world and their purpose. She's the creator of Core Wound Healing, a unique six-step method that teaches one how to become emotionally free from old trauma, limiting beliefs, and negative life experiences and become their own self-healer. While she works with female leaders in all areas of business who desire balance, clarity, and breakthroughs, she especially has a heart for women in multi-level marketing direct sales industry and has become a sought-after coach by CEOs to top 1% leaders and to those just getting started in their business. In an industry that is dominated by masculine energy, Monique brings a breath of fresh feminine energy with purpose as a guide and impact as the result. I am so excited for you to hear Monique's story today. Enjoy the show. Hey, mamas. You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Welcome to the episode, everybody. I am excited to have my friend Monique Gaffney with us today, and I'm going to have her do a little introduction. Tell us about yourself, Monique. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing space with me. Um, my name is Monique Gaffney. I am the founder and creator of Core Wound Healing, which is a six-step healing modality, and um, as well as where we met through um, founder and creator of the FemLM movement, which is a movement really for women in um, the network marketing industry, direct sales space, who desire to um, step into their purpose, heal their own wounds, step into their purpose. And that's how we connected. So that's basically in a nutshell, what I do help women heal their wounds, remember who they are and who God called and created them to be, and then serve their purpose up into the world. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. I, if you heard the intro to the show, you heard a little bit about how Monique and I met and I consider myself the stubborn healer, um, <laughs> but I'm moving forward into not being the stubborn healer. So um, Monique, 
you know, since this is the mom squad, tell us a little bit about your mom journey. And I'm just going to hand it over to you and share what is put on your heart for these moms. Yeah. So I am a mom of three girls. So I'm a hashtag girl mom. Um, my oldest is 26. My, um, little two, the middle one will be 10 at the end of February. And then the youngest is eight and a half. So I had a big stretch in between the first one and even the second one. And then the last one, I think, um, Jordan was about getting close to 15 when I had Lauren and then Isla came a year and a half after that. So big stretch. I was a single mom first with Jordan. So I had her very young when I was, um, I got pregnant when I was 15 and a half and then I had her when I was 16 and a half. So, um, that happened. <laughs> and then I wasn't married. I never got married until I met my husband when I was in my early thirties. I think I was 32, maybe going on 33, met my husband, we got married and, um, I was pregnant when we got married. So I was like three months pregnant, had Lauren and then had Isla after that. So my mom journey has been vast. <laughs> it's been stretched. I've experienced being a teen mom. I've experienced being a single mom. I've experienced being a married mom. Um, and now interestingly, I'm moving into going, uh, into being a single mom again, because I am in a space of consciously uncoupling with my husband. So I will also have, I guess I'll have experienced the gamut of being a mom. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, I've literally experienced every single aspect of, you know, I've had the teenage years with the teenager and I've had the newborn infant, like I've experienced all the, and now I have an adult child and then kind of doing it all over again with these two little ones, which is a really interesting experience on its own. Because when I had my first one, um, I was in my fully unhealed space, fully operating out of general old generational patterns. I was parenting the way that I was parented, which was the yelling mom, right? The short tempered mom, the mom that was really kind of disconnected, I think, because I was still first very young and still trying to find myself. And secondly, I was just doing things the way that my mom taught me. And my mom, also one of the generational patterns was a teen mom. So my mom was a teen mom. My grandma was a teen mom. And I fell into that same generational wound, same generational pattern. But I knew with my oldest, um, I, I knew very clearly that I was called that God called me to break this, to break many cycles, many patterns in my, in my parenting and just for the generations after me. Um, so I was very, very, very conscious, even at a young age that I was going to do things different, that I was going to break this generational pattern. And so my first goal with Jordan on quite honestly, even at that young age, I moved out when I was 18. So I had her at 16 and a half, got a job. I was on totally on welfare and I saved all my money and got my first apartment. So her and I moved out when I was 18, she was a year and a half old. And then I got two jobs and then I got off of welfare. So I moved very quickly because I knew that I needed to break the patterns of like sitting on welfare and, you know, just living that kind of life. I knew that I was called for more. And, um, but my goal was to give her a different life than I experienced and that she would not become a teen mom herself. Like literally that was my only goal with my first child 
that she would not become a teen mom herself, that I would break that generational cycle and pattern and heal that wound. Essentially. I didn't know what that was. I just knew that that's where my, like God was leading me. My spirit was leading me. And even in that like young mindedness and that, um, immature, I was still very immature in my spiritual walk. I was still very immature in my emotions and my mentality and all of that. But even in that immaturity, I still had that inner knowing, like, this is what you're supposed to do here with this child. And I believe that she was given to me to do this. Like that she is a big part of my mission on earth and what God put me on earth to do in serving out my purpose. She was the beginning of that to learn how to break my own generational cycles and patterns within my lineage. So that when I was ready, God could give me core wound healing. And then I could teach other moms how to do the same. Wow. I love that you, I wrote that down, that you wanted your child to experience a different life uh, than you had. And I think as moms, we all, like, I even know as my own self, I'm like, okay, what did my mom do? And losing my mom young, right? So I had only so much time with my mom, but like, we, I think we always go, I'm not going to be my parent. It's like that commercial. I think it's an insurance commercial, or whatever. Progressive can't save you from turning into your parents or whatever that commercial is. And we, try to do, <laughs> and we always try to think we're going to do it differently, but that's the pattern we know. Yeah. So if you would like, I would love for you to speak a little bit about how, because I think the healing is, is amazing. And I think it's um, something that has completely taken me to where I am now from, I don't even know from like August. I don't, I don't even know like the short time frame. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about how that came and how that healing has helped you in your mom journey. Yeah. So, um, it took years to get to that point, like where obviously I had her at 16, you know, move out when I'm 18. And so I go and I live my whole like twenties and all of that. And, um, during that whole time of being a mom, being a single mom and, you know, kind of raising myself at the same time, raising her, um, I really was trying to find myself and find who I really was. And that's, nothing that the world teaches us, right? The world actually teaches us the complete opposite and um, pours other stuff into us. And so I really was on that long stretch of journey of not only trying to find myself um, and become who God called and created me to be, because I always had those inklings that like I was here for more, but also like raise up another strong woman at the same time. And so in that whole time, that stretch of time, I went through a whole bunch of unserving patterns in my own, you know, journey along the way in my twenties. Um, I drank a lot and, and, you know, went out, partied a lot, did all the clubs. I mean, we, we live in Southern California. So I had a very, I also had a really great career. I kind of like built my career up. And so I was making six, you know, very close to six figures in my early twenties where people were like, how does this even happen? Cause I not only was a teen mom, I didn't have any, I didn't finish high school. So I have a GED, I have no college education. So I really just kept working to get to where I was again with the intent to build a better life for her than I experienced. But in that I lost all of who I was because I was searching outside of me to try to fill all of the voids, search outside, become something that I really wasn't. At the same time simultaneously though, still yearning for that connection. Like I, I was actively involved in church. I had a single mom's ministry that I helped my church build. Like I was still craving that deeper connection with God, right? Like I went to church, I prayed, did Bible studies, did all this stuff and searching for that deeper connection. Simultaneously, 
living in the ways of the world, right? Like that. And so how could I ever really know who I was not only as a mom, but as a woman and like growing and becoming and like all of those things, I feel like there are so many, um, aspects that we can't, it's hard to filter through the noise. Right. And when I eventually met my husband going into my early thirties, um, and then we were married for a, a few years and, um, it was in August, 2017, like in between that whole stretch of time, I was still working in the corporate world. And then I moved into network marketing, like again, searching for my purpose, searching for that, trying to honor that inkling that like, you're here for something more and simultaneously not wanting to be who I knew I wasn't. Does that make sense? Like I knew I wasn't who I was current in that current moment, but I also didn't know how to get to who God called and created me to be simultaneously. Like, how do you let go that like death to self, right? Like, how do you do that and become what, you know, you're hearing God whisper, you're hearing God say you're meant for more. There's more than just this, what you're doing. And it was in that, I mean, it's a much longer story, but the short nutshell of it was it came to a point in, in August, 2017, where I was completely, um, nobody knew, but I was living in a silent depression. I had no idea that that's even what it was myself because I'd been so accustomed to just living in it. Um, but I was like literally dying inside, feeling like I was dying inside, feeling like, even though I had these wonderful, healthy children and a very supportive husband, and we lived in a gated community and everything looked amazing on the outside. Like, come on, look at my life. It looks great. Right. Everything looks great. But I was secretly dying inside. Like hating every bit of what I was doing because it wasn't fully me. It wasn't who I was. It wasn't, I wasn't operating at my highest and best self yet. I didn't know how to get there. So it was like this kind of, I don't know, my full surrender come, I call it like my come to Jesus moment. Um, I literally had to fully surrender. Like it was a, a literal whole 24 hours. Like I was in the middle of the night. I was crying, begging God, like you have to show me a way out. I can't feel like this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I was having really, um, dark thoughts that I knew weren't my own. Not that like I would take action on them, but thoughts of like, what if I wasn't here anymore? Like what would, how would the kids be if I wasn't here anymore? And like, those are not my thoughts. Like those are not of my own highest and best self. Those are thoughts that are coming from the lies, right? Like the lies that I was believing for so long. And so I'm like, I don't even want to have these thoughts. Like, God, you need to help me out of this. I can't obviously help myself. I've been trying this whole time and nothing else is working. And it was in that full surrender. I literally said, if you God, if you show me a way out, I will walk through every door. I will do whatever you say. I will like you lead. I will follow and no questions asked. Like I'm all in, all in. And I really believe when we make that soul contract with God, like that's a legit soul contract. Um, there's nothing that can stop the power of what he's doing. And you are just there to walk along the way. Like you're not, you're again, full surrender is like, I got nothing else. Gas tank is empty. Somebody's got to tow it. So God's like your tow truck. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like pulling your lumpy car along the way. Cause you got no more gas in it. Like you're resting fully on his power to show you the way and whatever it is. And so for me, that was like in that moment, in that full surrender, God literally became my ultimate life coach, which I know that's what he should be for everyone, but we don't submit to that until we're ready to. And I had to, because I had nothing else. So in that very short stretch of time between August and September, 2017 core wound healing was born. And so 
I, I would um, pray, I would meditate, and then I would do whatever came to me in meditation, which was what has become the six keys in court wound healing. And it's a very simple six step modality, but very deep. It takes us to a place where it gets to the root of whatever the wound is, whatever the old ugly pattern is, or the limiting belief or whatever is happening in our life that we desire to change. A lot of that for me came from childhood trauma stuff, stuff that happened in my childhood that I'd been carrying with me for so long. And what it really teaches us and what I love that God does in this is it really gives us a way to not just identify what it is that we need to heal and release, but actually releasing that emotional weight, because that's really what we're doing. And especially as women, we are so good at taking on everything. We are so good at not only carrying our own baggage, but everybody else's too, right? Like we sit with girlfriends and we take on their baggage. We sit with our kids and we take on their, so we're taking on the emotional weight of everything that we're seeing, even watching the news, reading an article, like we're taking on that emotional weight constantly, constantly, constantly. And that's what we're actually carrying inside. That's what's causing the depression and the anxiety and the sadness and feeling like we're not worthy and we're not enough. And we could never, and all of those things that are just thoughts that filter through this helps us release all of that. And that's what it did for me. So my very first wound that I healed was a sexual trauma experience that I had when I was eight, around eight. Um, that was the first wound that I healed. And from that moment forward, it was like, I mean, you know, cause you've experienced this, this release, like you, it's undescribable. It is, it's literally from God's power. Like there's no human that could help us feel the way that we feel when we do this work. And it's in that release of whatever's holding us back that we connect with God again on a deeper level. What my soul had been crying for, for years, right? Like reconnecting back with him on that deeper level and then moving forward and serving my purpose. So that's really how the healing modality, how it's helped me, because not only is it's like, suddenly I knew how I knew how to release anything that's holding me back. I knew how to let go of the trauma and not just let it go and like push it under the rug and say like, Oh, you know, for it's in the past, forget it, but become free of the emotional weight that I've been carrying from it. Um, and the really rad thing is from that and what, what happened from me just doing that, which again, it seems like it's not connected, right? Like it seems like, you know, all these things that we've experienced as children or in our teen years, we're like, oh, we're over it. It's fine. We, it happened. I'm good. We trudge forward. We move on, especially as moms. Like, you know, we learn from it. We want to help our kids because we don't want them to experience things that we've experienced. But realistically, it helped me see that I was being way too overbearing and protective because of my own wounds for my kids. I became a better mom to see from a completely different perspective that everything that my wounds actually made me be way too, um, again, like, I don't know, overbearing protective, like on it, on an almost crazy level, like seriously, because I experienced, especially that first wound, because I experienced sexual trauma. I didn't want my girls to experience it. So I was like, it consumed me. Like I would freak out if they went to school and afraid someone's going to hurt them there. I would freak out. I mean, literally I was sitting in, in, in anxiety all day. Imagine like not having to feel that anymore and being free to say, Oh, my kids can go next door to play at the neighbor's house. And I feel safe in that. Right. It was my own feeling unsafe that thought, thought that they were unsafe and projecting all of that out. And we do that constantly with our kids from our wounds. And we don't even realize that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So it completely changed my whole parenting. Like 
I don't even know. It's like night and day from the parent that I was with my oldest with the same super overbearing and protective to these young ones who came during when I was in my healing, you know, started my healing journey, completely changed the game. Like, it's it's completely. so true because I think like I've healed through two wounds now and I have a couple more that I know. And then what's interesting is you do one and then you find another. Oh, totally. And I know we have this joke, like my wound's better than yours. My wound's <laughs> going to beat up your wound. Like we, you got to make some postcards or something on that. But I think it, you don't even know what you don't know until you go through it. And I, you know, I've, I've been in therapy. Like I am a proponent of therapy. I think it's good, but this is different. Like healing was different. I think it's the release part that you talked about was really the most powerful is when you actually then release that. I, like you said, it's indescribable. I can't even describe it. It's just like something just goes away. Like, I don't um, even, I can't I even describe it. It's really powerful. So I loved, um, I love that you just said, I just fully surrendered to God. And I, you know, so many moms in my group are feeling super overwhelmed, overstressed, overscheduled, like the number one area in their life they want to work on when they answer the membership questions in my Facebook group is, I just need more patience and I need balance. And I am just like to the limit as being a mom. And so what would be your number one thing to help give moms rest in your experience? Like if they're like, I'm ready. I, I think I'm ready to like, I know my journey of how I decided to become ready. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how do you, how would you help? Like if a mom could take one thing away from listening to you and then understand that, I think healing is the way, what would be the one thing you would tell them to start? Journaling. Yep. Journaling a thousand percent. Um, it's the most underrated healing tool possible. Like literally, even if you're like, I'm not ready to dig into my past, I'm not ready to do core wound healing. Like, I don't know if I want to face all of that stuff because really it takes us to a place of facing old things that have happened to you. And even current it works with like current situations. Right. But, um, just journaling there is. And again, when you do core wound healing, I can see clearly what God's doing. We, he's not only helping us emotionally release everything. It's like, I feel like he took every great, um, like modality in the world and put them all mashed it all together into one. So like, you're really retraining your con your subconscious mind. Um, you're retraining your conscious mind. Like there is a lot of science in it mm-hmm. that I didn't have to study. Cause he already had other guys study it. <laughs> so like, <laughs> go, go watch Dr. Joe Dispenza and what he talks about. And then it's, we do this in core wound healing, um, which I didn't even know about Dr. Dispenza until after, <laughs> which is great. But, um, it's seriously journaling is there is an emotional release that happens and it gives you clarity. So when you journal again, even though you think you're just writing or whatever, what happens is you start with your conscious mind, especially if you just allow yourself to free journal. So your conscious mind is like your brain that's working right now to listen to us and this podcast, you understand what's happening. You see everything else that's going on around you. You know that right here, my cup is pink. And like, that's your conscious brain working. It's alive and here in the here and now your subconscious mind is the brain that's working in the back end, right? It's like the Oz behind the curtain is like what I like to call it. And it's actually running the whole show. So that is what helps us or her just depends on the healing, but it dictates what we're going to do, the actions that we take or don't take and all of that stuff. It's the stuff that we push down and don't remember. 
And it causes us to, again, either take action or not take action, do things or not do things the way we do things, right? Like me, I was like the yelling mom for a really long time. I didn't intend to be that consciously, but subconsciously that was embedded in me from my mom because that's how my mom was. And that's what I was, even though I didn't want to be it. Right. So a lot of moms are like, I don't want to do this but I don't know how to stop doing it. It's because we have to retrain our subconscious. Mm -hmm. So journaling, seriously, the most underrated beginning to healing tool, I can even say, um, it will allow your, you'll start with your conscious mind. Like, you know, I, today is what happened today and all of these things. And suddenly before you know it, all this stuff starts coming out. And by the time you're done, you look and you honestly, many times I don't even remember writing a lot of the stuff I wrote because it's your subconscious mind. You've suddenly opened the door to say, it's safe to let out what is hidden inside. It is safe to let out all of the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts and whatever it is to let them come out to start seeing what's really hidden inside of me, because it's all of those hidden parts that really, that's what we need to heal. That's what we need to change. That's what we need to grow and, you know, just shape differently because they were shaped by someone else who didn't allow us to become who God called and created us to be right. It's all of that stuff that just needs to be remolded, refined, sometimes chipped away. We don't need it anymore. Thank you. It served me well, but we won't ever find that until we're willing to look into it. Right. And the easiest way is journaling, like literally go back to being a teenager and make a diary, Like, just start journaling anything and everything that comes out, put a lock on it. So nobody can read it. Like do it in a protective word document. So nobody can find it. Like let all of that crap out because it's sitting inside of you. And that truly for moms is what's wreaking havoc in our lives. We build our schedules out and put too much on it. Why? So that we don't have to go within. It keeps us busy on the outside so that we don't have to sit with ourselves on the inside. Yeah. It's so good. That is so good. I, now we were just talking before we started recording, I was telling Monique, I just went back to work and, um, back to in the office full time. And I so much treasure my time in the morning. And literally I have learned to sit in silence, which if you know me know is super hard. Cause I'm, my brain is always going and journaling for me. I think since I started working with Monique, I probably have filled six journals. Like I just journal and journal and journal. And I sit in the quiet and I listen, and you've heard me say that on the podcast before, I just sit and listen to what God is trying to tell me, but I have to be in that space to do that because that's hard for me to hear God. My husband's really good at that. I don't have the gift of discernment. Remember I have the gift of hindsight. So I am always trying to hear what God has to say. And that is like huge. When I um, started mom devotionals, I'm like, I can't believe I just wrote devotionals. And my best friend was like, yeah. it's because you've been journaling, like exactly. you know how to write. And I'm like, Oh, like I did not even put yeah. The out of that time of journaling came mom devotionals. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is in that quiet space that, you know, there's a big difference between prayer and, and meditation and getting quiet. And that's really, I, one of my mentors taught me this Gabby Bernstein. Um, she's, there's a difference between prayer. Prayer is asking meditation is listening, right? Mm -hmm. So when we can get in that quiet meditative space with God, we can listen, we can do all the asking, we can pray and ask and ask and ask and ask and feel like we can't hear, but it's because we're not taking the time to hear. And so that in the writing, we can also hear God speaks to us through our writing and all of that will start coming and we can start hearing more and more. And it's, it's just so beautiful. So that is my number one tip, ladies, moms start journaling. <laughs> 
<laughs> Melissa is proof of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, um, I don't even know how long we've been talking because I didn't set the timer, but I don't know. We were just like, we're just going to go with it. But I, um, I'm in a link in the show notes about Monique, but Monique, how, tell the moms here if they're interested in connecting with you, how they might be able to connect with you and what types of things you might be able to offer them. Yeah. So if you desire to heal, we have a healing group every single month. You can connect with Melissa on that. She'll, if you want to drop the link in the show notes, um, literally heal anything that's coming up for you. Even if you wanted to, um, have us host a private group, maybe that's something that your moms want to do is where moms are all healing together. We do, um, incredible, there's incredible power in healing together. Um, and so we do that every single month. So if you wanted to explore your healing journey, um, you can definitely check that out on the website. You can connect, you can add me as a friend on Facebook, Monique Gaffney. Um, it's at, official Monique Gaffney, I think. I don't even know, to be honest. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. You can go to femlm.com if you want. We are in the process of moving. That is very, it's the language is um, geared towards women in network marketing or direct sales or just business in general, but it doesn't matter. You can get the gist of what we do because we have another website that we're, we're in the process of moving everything over. So just go to femlm.com or reach out to Melissa. She can get you more information, but really, if you're looking to start your healing journey, that's where it's at. Like that's where your life is going to change in six short keys in as little as three short days, your literal life and your lineage will be changed forever. Like literally, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> literally, she is right. <laughs> One of my friends at work said, you're so much more calm now. I'm like, really? Oh, the healing lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. Monique, thank you for your time. I love spending time with you. I'm so excited that you have crossed my path. God has put you in my, my path. Monique has been added to my list of people that has impacted my life in a positive way. It's a very short list. There's only about eight people on that list. And Monique is one of those people I told her last week when we met on our one-on-one coaching session that I read her the list and I said, you are now on the list. And um, so I'm just super thankful for you, friend. And uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know that you will be blessed by this. Hey mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.